Coming up on Wednesday's Locked on Rams, I'm going to tell you why the Rams need to avoid the 80s slip and slide to beat the 49ers in the NFC Championship game. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, thanks for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. You can find us on our Locked On Rams YouTube channel as well. My name is Travis Rogers. I am your host of Locked On Rams. I've been doing Rams pregame, halftime, and postgame shows since the Rams have come back from St. Louis, back to their rightful home here in Los Angeles on ESPN LA 710. You can check us out right there. I do the Travis and Sliwa show every single morning at 10 a.m. as well. So you can see me there at Travis Rogers on Twitter, at Travis Rogers on Instagram, all of those places, and, of course, our Locked on Rams YouTube channel. So there you go. That's where you know you can find us. I want to say very quickly thank you to Online Gambling for sponsoring today's show. You need to check out OnlineGambling.com for all of the information that you need to get it right this weekend. Okay, so let's start right here. Let's start with – I'm going to go back a little bit. I'm going to set something up because this, this – what the Rams did in Tampa reminded me a lot of what I used to do here in L.A. as a kid. Do you remember the slip and slide? Do you remember that long sheet of yellow plastic that you would get at Toys R Us, right? And you put it in your backyard or the front yard or the park or wherever it is you wanted to set up. And then you'd turn that thing on and you'd waste about, I don't know, 4,000 gallons of water in a couple of hours because, hey, it's the 80s and who cares, and we didn't know any better, and we'd go do our thing, right? Okay, so now you remember the slip and slide. And you would go out there, and you would do the craziest things in the world, right? You would set up a, a little game where you would run from one end of the backyard, slide down the slip and slide as a 10,000 miles an hour and smash into your little brother, right? And then you both jump up and laugh and think it's hilarious that you can't believe, you know, you do it over and over and over again. You invite all the neighborhood kids and you do it over and over and over again. And those sprinklers that are in your front yard or your backyard that are pouring out 10,000 gallons of water a minute and they're razor sharp and they're everywhere and you can't avoid them and you don't care and you're just sliding right over the top of them like you don't have a care in the world. And then you come back and you think maybe it's a year later, maybe it's a couple of years later, maybe it's 10 years later. You say, you know what? That was pretty stupid. That was pretty dangerous. A lot of things could have gone wrong right there. I could have broken my legs. I could have broken my brother's arms. I could have opened up a cut that would have ended up with me getting gangrene and having to get one of my legs amputated. There's a lot of stuff that could have gone wrong. So you're saying to yourself right now, what the hell does this have to do with the uh, Los Angeles Rams getting ready for the NFC Championship game? I'm going to tell you what. That's what the Rams did. They, they just basically did whatever the hell they wanted and had all sorts of terrible things that could have happened, and they escaped with it. They got away with the slip and slide and the razor sharp sprinklers and smashing into the little brother and the big kid on the block who's like a brick wall. And you went into him at 400 miles an hour and stopped and got a concussion and didn't know any better and went to school the next day. That's what the Rams did with their four turnovers. They did all of the things that you're not supposed to do. They turned it over four different times. Now, 
I'm going to extend this analogy, right? The good news is, is that dad was at home. You had somebody at the house that kind of let you do some dumb things, but ultimately they're going to make sure that nobody died. That's Matthew Stafford. Okay, Matthew Stafford was the guy that said, hey, uh, guys, maybe we put that on the grass instead of the cement. Hey, maybe, you know, those two sprinklers over there, you can't go right over the top of those things. You're going to make sure that you want to go in between those two things so you don't slice open your carotid artery and bleed out in my backyard. Just move it over a few feet to the left. That was Matthew Stafford. He was the guy that didn't turn it over. He was the guy that made sure that they were nice and safe. He was the guy that made sure that when it was really, when the really bad idea came up, he took care of it. And that's what they're going to have to do. They, they can't even bring the slip and slide out of the package right now, right? They're going to need to go with something a little bit more safe. They're going to have to go with maybe a wiffle ball game in the backyard and make sure that you're doing it the right way. Because if they go out there and do the reckless, crazy, dangerous things that they did against Tampa, four turnovers, they're going to lose to the San Francisco 49ers. You go back to the other game, and we'll get into this coming up a little bit later on, kind of going back through what Week 18 looked like. That's coming up uh, in just a couple of minutes. But that was a game that the Rams were really clean right up until they weren't. That was a game where the Rams coached really well right up until the most crucial moments of the game. This is something that we'll talk about here in a minute, but this is a big deal. They can't do what they did against Tampa. I think the number's one. If you have one turnover against San Francisco, I really like their chances. It could be an interception. It could be another fumble. Could, the, the crazy part about the fumbles is the Rams had five lost fumbles during the regular season. Five. The whole season. I said it on the pregame show on Sunday morning going into the game. Look, the one thing the Rams can't do is throw interceptions because we know they're not going to fumble it. That's not what they do. They had five fumbles. Five, they had five lost fumbles all season long. Okay, five. Four in one game? Four in one game? You're not getting away with that again. You have to take care of the football. That's what number one priority. I don't know if Cam Akers gets a little bit of a second look from Sean McVay. Like, you know, we're going to go see what Sony Michelle has going on. I cannot risk putting the ball on the ground a couple of times. I don't know if they split backs a little bit. That's something very much I would like to see them do against San Francisco. Play both of those guys. Number one, Akers has a little bit of the fumble bug right now. We can't do that again. And number two, Sony Michelle has been fantastic for them all season long. This is a guy that came over late after the Akers injury. They made the trade for him. So you go and you get him because you know that Daryl Henderson's probably going to have a little trouble staying on the field for 17 games. You know that you're going to need a second back. And Sony Michelle is the guy. And he came in and he got better week after week after week. And by the time he got into the second half of the season, he was a very effective part of your offense. And then Akers comes back and looks really good. And I know that he was your guy last season. He was going to be your guy coming into this season. So I don't have a huge problem with him jumping back to the top of the depth chart. That's fine. But I don't know if we don't need to see Sony Michelle a little bit coming up in this game against San Francisco because Sony Michelle is an effective player. He's the guy that was out there for the lion's share of the season, a guy that helped you win a bunch of games. And if the other guy's got some fumble problems and then make one of the, that one at the end of the game, what are we talking about today if the Rams aren't playing? On Sunday, what are we talking about moving forward? If that was the reason that, they, that one of their guys who hadn't really played all season long put it on the deck twice, and especially the one at the end of the first half, and even more importantly, the one towards the end of the game that nearly gave, that allowed the Tampa Bay Bucks to score the game tying touchdown. Let's get a little more Sony Michelle in there. Let's get a few more guys to spread this thing around. Matthew Stafford has shown in the playoffs, you know, the bug of how he can't do this, he can't do that. Well, how about no turnovers from him? 
in the first two playoff games. How about a bunch of touchdown passes from him in the first two playoff games? He seems to be the guy that's got his hand on the wheel the best. Let's make sure that he's the guy that is making these decisions and not turning the ball over, and let's leave the slip and slide. Let's make sure that we don't do the reckless thing against San Francisco because the deeper into the playoffs you get, the more magnified mistakes get. We've all heard that a thousand times. Jimmy G's probably going to give you one. He gave you a couple the last time you played him. Let's make sure that you get that done this time around. Okay, so as promised, coming up next, we're going to talk about, you've heard it before, right? Can you beat a team three times in one season? The answer is yes, and what the Rams need to do to avoid it. But first, let me tell you about OnlineGambling.com, right? Getting ready to the Super Bowl. We're getting so close to the end of the NFL season. At the beginning of the playoffs, OnlineGambling.com sent me the challenge of who I will think I get to the Super Bowl. I'm a homer. I picked the Rams, right? I thought that the Rams had the best roster. I thought that the Rams had the momentum. I thought that the Rams had gone all in in this. And here we are. We're one game away from it. I'm going to trust my gut. I'm going to stick with this thing. Not going to do it. I'm not going to change up right now. But if you were thinking of somebody else, maybe the Kansas City Chiefs are a good way to go because they are looking fantastic the way that their quarterback is playing right now. Absolutely unbelievable. So Rams fans, we're all looking to get an edge these days. And you got to thank OnlineGambling.com for sponsoring today's podcast. If you didn't know already, OnlineGambling.com is a website dedicated to giving betters the edge. Throughout the playoffs, they're providing you with the best NFL tips, news, and all the information that you're going to need to make your bets as informed as ever. All right? The beginning of the playoffs, we had an idea. Now we're almost towards the end of the playoffs. So go to OnlineGambling.com and make sure that you are all set up with all of your inside information to get ready to make your bets as best as you can. So if you're planning on making that bet, make sure you head to OnlineGambling.com before you do that. Online gambling gives betters the edge. And don't forget that you're going to want to check out the Peacock and Williamson NFL show as they're getting ready on the road to the Super Bowl right here in Los Angeles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Make sure that you see those guys and get ready for everything that's coming here to L.A. Okay, so let's go through what happened in Week 18. The idea of can you beat a team three times in one year, right? This is one of the cliches that you hear over and over and over again about Hey, listen, it's really hard to beat a team three times in one year. Well, is it? Because since the merger in 1970, we've seen this happen about 20, I think it's 24 times. It, about two out of three of those, those times, it does go to the team that had already won the previous two. We saw the example of the opposite very recently where Tampa lost both regular season games to the New Orleans Saints in the regular season. And then in the playoffs, they go into New Orleans, they win the game. Ultimately, they go and they win the Super Bowl. So we have an example very recently of this going their way, but it usually doesn't, right? 67% of the time it goes the other way. So that's the number that you're working against. But let's talk about what we saw in that last game. The last time these two teams played, final score, we remember, right? 27 to 24, the Niners win the game in overtime. The Niners drive the length of the field at the end of regulation to score a touchdown with about 85 seconds left. And they did it with Jimmy Garoppolo, the quarterback that's not supposed to do those things, right? They win the game, it's six in a row, and it feels the way that it does. But let's kind of go back and not remember the way that it ended. Let's not talk about the fact that the 49er fans were all over SoFi Stadium. Let's go back and talk about the football that took place in that game. 
the Rams were the better team for the vast majority of that game. I get it. I can hear Niner fans, right? Oh, it doesn't matter. You're, you're right. But this is not one of these things that you think about like this, that sometimes when you have an opponent and they beat you six times in a row, you're thinking to yourself, I, I don't know how to get through this. I don't know how to beat that guy. Everything I have done comes up empty. I can't run it. I can't throw it. We don't have special teams. We can't stop them. Their quarterback is torching us. We can't protect our court. All of the things that you go through getting ready for a playoff game, right, or any, any football game. That's not what this is. The Rams did not get dominated in this game, the last game. The Rams were the ones doing the dominating. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Rams were the ones that were going up and down the field on the Niners to start the game. It was 17 to nothing with about two minutes to go in the first half. The Rams have the ball on a third down uh, about at midfield. They decide to go for it. Great. I like it. It's a third and short, but they go empty and it comes up short. They have to punt it away. Very quickly, the Niners go down, they kick a field goal, and they get a little bit of life. But it's still 17-3. to But now the Niners come out, and because there's a little bit of bounce, they're able to score a touchdown. The Rams go out real quick like that. They go back, and they get another touchdown. So now all of a sudden, your 17 to nothing lead, and what felt like the blink of an eye, turns into a 17-17 to tie. But this is, this is where the good news is, Rams fans. The good news is is that the Rams responded. The Rams went down the field, right? Remember the crazy Jalen Ramsey interception as the Niners are getting ready to go and take the lead late in the game? Tell me you didn't feel like the game was over when Ramsey made that. He tipped it and he knocked it back and he catches it and he gets up out of the end zone. He tries to run it out. Mistake, by the way. Let's just make sure that that ball stays in the end zone. We'll bring it out that way. Um, then they go down the field and they score a touchdown to take the lead 27-20. to 20. And it feels like this is it. They go out on defense and they get a very quick stop on defense. Robbie Gold, the kicker, has to punt because the 40 punter is injured in the moment. So everything is coming up Rams at this point. Sean McVay decides to run it three times, to not throw the ball, to not be particularly aggressive in that moment. And it ends up costing him. The, the calculus of it all made a ton of sense to me at the time. The calculus was... I am not going to take the chance of turning this over. I am not going to do the thing where you don't have to spend a timeout and the clock stops. You're going to have to use all of your timeouts. I'm going to give you the ball back with about 85 seconds left to go. You're going to have to go 80-plus yards with Jimmy Garoppolo. And I'll take my chance. I got Aaron Donald. I got Von Miller. I got Jalen Ramsey. Let's go do that. It makes sense, right? I think in retrospect, maybe you try to get the first down there and end it because you don't want to give the ball back to them. I think that's what they did at the end of the Tampa game. Certainly worked out for them for the best because when they did go, they ended up scoring the points, right? They ended up winning the game. I think maybe we'll see how that goes. Sean McVay is a very quick study. I think that he'll bounce back. I think that he learns from that mistake. But I got it at the time. It was not one of those, what are you doing? It made sense. Jimmy Garoppolo, no timeouts, 80 seconds. You got to get a touchdown to tie. Yeah, I'll take my chances. Didn't work. The point of this is the Rams had the, the Rams offense scored points. The Rams scored 27 points. It's a lot, right? The Rams offense was effective. The Rams defense for three and a half quarters of that game was very, very good. This is not, we have to reinvent the wheel. Let's flip it. Let's say the Rams had gone to Green Bay to play the NFC Championship game. Then instead of being at SoFi against the Niners, you're going to Green Bay to take on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. At that point, you're thinking, we got to get a bounce. 
we got to get something that happens for us. We're going to have to get a little bit fortunate to have this thing go our way. That's not what this is. I get that the Niners have beaten them six times in a row. I get that some of those games, like with the first game of the season, was a 31 to 10, wasn't at, was, was, was very, very lopsided, was a, a dominating performance by the 49ers. I don't think that's what this is going to be. I, I, the, the, the game in week 18 was not that. The Rams should have won the game. The Rams kind of gave it away at the end. This isn't you have to get lucky. This isn't you have to get a bounce. This is you just have to play well. And they did. Sean McVay made a couple of mistakes. I think that given the opportunity to make different decisions, he probably will. I think Matthew Stafford was just okay. Two turnovers in that game, including underthrowing Odell Beckham at the end of overtime, which probably wins the game for them. He's not missing that throw all of a sudden. He's making that throw. We saw him make it to Cooper Cup at the end of the Tampa Bay game. So this is an opportunity, not just for the Rams to go to the Super Bowl, but for the Rams to exercise a whole bunch of demons. The fan thing, the 49er thing, something that just happened a couple of weeks ago in the last week to kind of let the Niners into this thing. Keep in mind, the Niners kind of have done you a favor by taking Green Bay out along the way. I get that it's a tough matchup coming into this final game, but would you rather be at home against the San Francisco 49ers who barely scraped into the playoffs? I know they're playing better. Or would you rather go against the MVP of the league? I know Aaron Rodgers only went to one sober. Okay, I'm just saying. I want to play Jimmy G or Aaron Rodgers. Give me Jimmy G. They scored 10 points last week, right? And or I should say 13 points. They scored 13 points, and seven of those came because they blocked a field goal in the, or a punt in the snow. I like the chance. I, I, I like the matchup. I like the chances. It's never easy. But this is very, very good news for the Rams. All right, coming up next, did the NFC just get a little bit more wide open for the Rams with something that happened yesterday? But first, let's talk about Get Upside. Look, if you are here in Los Angeles, Rams fans, right, you know how often you're in your car. You know how much time we spend on the freeways going to and from work and everywhere else that we're going. That's why you need this incredible app if you buy gas. Get Upside. My listeners... They're earning cash for every gallon of gas they buy every time they fill up. But you need the free app, Get Upside. Go to the App Store, go to Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for when you get into the app. And all of a sudden, 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump. Those prices are insane right now. Get your cash back using Get Upside. But you got to use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. For 25 cents per gallon or more on that first tank. And some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or three hundred bucks a year in cash back. There's no catch. There's no catch. You get the money right back, right? Add it to your bank account. You can cash out anytime you want. PayPal, gift cards, Amazon, other brands, but you gotta get the app. It's free. It's get upside. Use the promo code touchdown to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's touchdown for your promo code at get upside. Go do it. And after you're done filling up your gas tank, right, you might want a little snack. Go Bar. It's the new year. You're trying to eat better. You're trying to make better decisions. At least I am, right? Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes good. That tastes like a, a little bit of a treat, like a candy bar. Maybe a little better than a candy bar because it doesn't have that waxy, chemically terribleness that comes along with just about every other protein bar. Every other thing that you're trying to make a good decision that, ah, I don't want to eat this. I want something good. I want something that tastes good, that I'm excited to eat. Built Bar is the answer. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Go look at that compared to a regular candy bar. It's not even close. So go to all your secret stashes, car, desk, 
other desk, other car, cabinet, bedside cabinet, wherever it is that you're doing some things, take out all the junk, put those delicious built bars right in there. It almost counts as a workout. If nothing else, if you don't want to work out, it counts as eating something healthy. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off of your first order. Again, that promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Okay, so did the NFC get a little easier yesterday? I think it did. This is good news for the Rams. This is something that we don't talk about nearly enough when we're trying to figure out uh, who has an easier path, who has a road, because like you want the dumbest thing ever. I'm going to give you the dumbest thing ever. That's what I'm here for. The, the, The dumbest thing ever is... You have to win a championship. To to win a championship, you have to be in the finals, okay? And if your path to the finals is much, much easier than the other guy's path to the finals, it's an obvious advantage, right? All right, so with that in mind, let's look at this. What do you have to do to get to the Super Bowl if you are an AFC team? Here's who you're going to have to beat some combination of these guys. Patrick Mahomes who seems to be the guy that's going to be in the Super Bowl, if not every year, very, very close for the foreseeable future. Is there anything that leads you to believe that Patrick Mahomes is not going to be this guy for a very long time? No. Josh Allen, do you see that game? Did you see the other AFC Divisional game? Maybe one of the greatest NFL games that we've ever seen. Do you see that guy? Do you see him play against the Patriots where he threw the first perfect game in NFL history? You want to go through that guy every single year? No, I'm good. I don't need to deal with Josh Allen anymore. We can deal with him once, maybe. I'm going to beat him year after year after year after year. I don't want that. Lamar Jackson, okay? Maybe Lamar Jackson is not Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Lamar Jackson's an MVP and a really good quarterback and a very scary guy. Joe Burrow is alive right now. Joe Burrow is in the AFC Championship game his second year in the league. You don't think that guy's going to get better? You got the Tennessee Titans, who if they ever get the quarterback thing squared away, you want to deal with them on a regular basis? Justin Herbert, right? Justin Herbert's a guy out here in Los Angeles with the Chargers. I know he's never even been in the playoffs yet, but if you watch football and you see that guy play, you think that that guy's never going to get in and make some noise? He is. You've got the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are always a quality team. I know that Ben Big Ben's on his way out, but Mike Tomlin and the Steelers, they have a deal, man. They don't lose games. They go to the playoffs. They're a tough out. Everything that we know about them, that's all on one half of the draw. On the other half of the draw, one of the teams that is the most steady, the most predictable, the team that you know is going to give you a competitive performance more or less every single season that he's been there are the New Orleans Saints. Bye. He's gone. Sean Payton has decided that he's not going to coach that team anymore. Their quarterback position is in flux. You know, Jameis Winston, I, I'm actually not the, the the Jameis Winston hater. I think he's a decent NFL quarterback. But the quarterback is much better if the coach and the quarterback are on the same page. Breeze and Payton, we know what that looked like. Sean Payton was going to figure out a way to make the next quarterback be functional, be good. And that's one more team that you have to deal with. Let's look at the rest of the NFC. Tom Brady may or may not be back. You just beat him, okay? I'm not saying it was easy, and I'm not saying that it's going to happen every single time. But the Rams have played Tom Brady and the Bucs three times. They're 3-0 and against him. Okay, I like that. Aaron Rodgers, maybe he stays, maybe he doesn't. Aaron Rodgers is a scary guy. Packers are a good team, but he might not be there. Russell Wilson and the Seahawks are in the middle of a rebuild. He may or may not be there. He certainly was not the player that he's been for the vast majority of his career last season. Pete Carroll 
and the Seahawks are trying to refigure what it is that they're doing there. The Cowboys? <laughs> okay, sure. Sure. Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott didn't understand that running the ball with 13 seconds left in the game was a bad idea. Not too worried about what they're doing. Who's the best? Is the second best team in the NFC? It might be the Niners. And the Niners are in a position where they just drafted a quarterback number three overall because they were so convinced that the guy that they have right now can't do the job. So even they don't know what they have at quarterback. That basically leaves the Rams. You look at the rest of the NFC East, not a lot there. The NFC South, outside of New Orleans and Tampa and Tom Brady, okay, not there. The North, it's Aaron Rodgers, and then the rest of it, whatever. The West, Russell Wilson in decline. You've got Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, who the Rams have dominated since Sean McVay has come over. you got the Niners, the NFC Championship game that we're seeing today. And you might see that on a semi-regular basis moving forward, just looking at the rest of the draw. So the Rams' path to the Super Bowl is far more palatable than any path out of the AFC, far more palatable than some of these other NFC teams, maybe with the exception of San Francisco, because you don't have to play the Rams. You are the Rams. That is an amazing advantage for them. And Sean Payton, Sean Payton could bring in Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston. They could draft a guy. They could trade for a guy. They could. What if Russell Wilson all of a sudden showed up over there? With Sean Payton, that's scary. Without Sean Payton, we'll see who they put in there. Sean Payton is a really good NFL coach. Incredibly steady. Incredibly consistent. It's what makes Sean McVay, part of what makes him so good, is that the Rams really don't ride waves up and down, season to season, fix this, change that. Their, their bad season was 9-7, and seven and they just missed the playoffs. Every other season, they're in the playoffs, and they're making noise at least. Got a little bit easier yesterday with the announcement about Sean Payton deciding to leave New Orleans. Uh, until they reshuffle the conferences, I love where the Rams are right now. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single day. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Travis Rogers. You can find us at Travis Rogers on Twitter and, of course, the Locked On Rams YouTube channel coming up tomorrow, a crossover pod Thursday with Locked On 49ers. I, I don't know. I don't know those guys. I'm brand new here. Will it get chippy? Will it be nice? Will it be complimentary? Or will this be the beginning of the NFC Championship game going back and forth and Rams fans and Niner fans going out a little bit? Don't forget, thanks for making us your first listen. Your second listen has to be Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis from Lee Sterling. So make that your next stop after you're done here at Locked on Rams. Until next time, whose house? It's Locked on Rams' house.